Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Drive at 5. The stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. How long till Senator John Fetterman is back? Soon. No certain timeline, but soon. This is today's Drive at 5 at 7 minutes past 5 o'clock on KDKA. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman's office saying today he's expected to return soon to the chamber, although Democratic leaders are giving no timeline five weeks after he sought inpatient treatment for clinical depression. The 53-year-old is weeks into his service in Washington, but still recovering from the after effects of having a stroke that he had back in May during his campaign. He then checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on February 15th. Aides said at the time that Fetterman had not been his usual self. He had been withdrawn, showing disinterest in talking, eating, and the usual banner with AIDS. The post-stroke depression is common and treatable, doctors say. When asked about when Fetterman might return to the Senate, the Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat New York, said only that Fetterman is recuperating. We want to give him the space. He needs it. It's fair. It's right, said Schumer. There are other people in the Senate who have taken their time to recuperate. But I'm confident he is going to come back and be an outstanding and fine senator. Spokesperson, by the way, said Fetterman is getting better, but that the recovery or excuse me, and that the recovery is going well. He'll be back soon, at least over a week, but soon, said spokesperson Joe Calvello earlier today. Today, the city of Pittsburgh made the announcement of delaying the enforcement of the single-use plastic bag ban. It's going to push it back to October 14th in order to help ensure a successful rollout of what they're calling a landmark initiative. The city also is shifting the date when businesses will be required to post visible notices of the upcoming single-use plastic bag ban 90 days before the 14th of October. This updated amendment to the legislation also adds some other things, including a request requirement that the city launch and maintain a website dedicated to providing public information on the policy. It directs the Department of Public Works to cultivate and share lists of distributors for both compliant paper bags and reusable bags. And it must create a three-step sanction framework whereby inspectors can issue written warnings for initial violations, what would then be followed by the escalating fines. It's critical, says Mayor Ed Gady, for the success of this major initiative that the city be prepared to best help businesses and consumers make the transition this extra time will allow us to do the work to be able to enact the policy with proper guidance for everyone in order to make it as smooth as possible for all of us i'm sure there are many who are still wondering why 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 a year later is it not done it's 10 minutes past five. The U.S. lawmakers continue to grill the CEO of TikTok over data security, harmful content, responding skeptically during a tense committee hearing to the assurances from him that the hugely popular video sharing app prioritizes user safety and should not be banned. 
Now, the testimony came at a critical time for the company, which has acquired 150 million American users, but is under increasing pressure from U.S. officials. TikTok and its parent company, ByteDance, have been swept up in wider geopolitical battles between Beijing and Washington over trade and technology. In a rare bipartisan effort to rein in the power of a major social media platform, Republican and Democratic lawmakers pressed Mr. Chu on a hot a variety of topics ranging from TikTok's content moderation practices, how the company plans to assure American data and secure it from Beijing, and also about it spying on journalists. Mr. Chu, the 40-year-old Singapore native, told the House Committee on Energy and Commerce that TikTok prioritizes the safety of its young users and denied allegations that it is a national security risk. But then again, who's going to go in front of a committee and say, yep, you're right, we are a security risk? Of course that's what he said. Michigan school shooters' parents will stand trial. This is an interesting story out of Detroit. The parents of a teen who killed four students at a Michigan high school can face trial themselves of involuntary manslaughter. That according to a Michigan State appeals court today in the groundbreaking case for criminal responsibility for the acts of a child. The murders would not have happened if the parents had not purchased the gun for Ethan Crumley or if they had taken it uh, taken him home, excuse me, from Oxford High School on the day of the shooting when staff became alarmed about his extreme drawings. That's what the appeals court ruled. The court noted that the legal threshold at this stage of the case is fairly low under Michigan law. James and Jennifer Crumley are accused of failing to secure a gun and ignoring the mental health needs of their son before the shootings. Besides the death of four students, seven other people were wounded. The 16-year-old has pleaded guilty to terrorism and murder and could be sentenced to life in prison without parole. He was 15 at the time of the shooting in November 2021. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office blasting House Republicans' request for testimony about the Trump probe. That word coming down today as the Manhattan DA's office slammed three House Republican chairmen, saying they overstepped in their request from the District Attorney Alvin Bragg. In a letter obtained by NBC News, Leslie Dubeck, who is the general counsel for the Manhattan DA's office, called their request, quote, an unprecedented inquiry into pending legal prosecution, which only came after Donald Trump created a false expectation that he would be arrested the next day, and his lawyers reportedly urged you to intervene, end quote. The letter was addressed to the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, and House Administration Committee Chairman Brian Steele. Now, Dubeck questions, or requested rather a meeting with the staff of the committees to better understand their request for information. Those three Republican chairs had sent a letter earlier in the week to Bragg requesting that he testify before Congress. You are reportedly about to engage in an unprecedented abuse of prosecutorial authority, the indictment of a former president of the United States and current declared candidate for that office, they wrote on Monday. Latinos had been spared the worst of the opioid crisis, but that is no longer the case. The face of the opioid crisis predominantly has been white, and it has traditionally been thought of as rural, yet overdose deaths within the Latino community have skyrocketed in recent years, with experts attributing the growing number to the rise in fentanyl, especially when mixed with other drugs. The overdose deaths among Latinos have nearly tripled since 2011, according to a report published this month in the American Journal of Epidemiology. 
Fatalities from overdoses have risen dramatically with fentanyl mixed with other drugs, particularly cocaine and methamphetamine, which are more prevalent among Latinos than, say, heroin or prescription painkillers. That is according to a uh, the director of the Center for Opioid Epidemiology and Policy at NYU. They said fatal overdoses among Latinos from 2007 to 19 with opioids mixed with cocaine were up 729% when mixed with methamphetamines was up 4,600%. And that wraps up today's Drive at Five. Those are the stories driving headlines on this, the 23rd day of March. The Drive at Five, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.